Be gentle with everyone you meet. We all make things look easy, which are not easy for everybody. Speaking in public, being self-confident, being happy, believing in God, trusting others, accepting love. Some people make surviving abuse or enduring poverty or experiencing hate or discrimination look easy, but it's not easy. None of it is easy. We don't see the pain, the sacrifices, the effort, the failures, the doubt, the difficulty. So be gentle with everyone you meet. You can't know everyone's struggle, but you can honor it. You can't see everyone's pain, but you can be compassionate. You can't see everyone's fear, but you can be encouraging. You can't see everyone's sorrow, but you can be comforting. You can't see everyone's failure, but you can be accepting. Above all, you can be loving. It may not be easy for you, and it may be difficult for others to accept. But practice. Make love look easy. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 56. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be a scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how, interpret, how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> On Wednesday morning, during Stone Village's State ID and Birth Certificate Ministry, a young woman walked into the church around 9.30, and she handed me a sheet of paper. It was a referral letter 
for her infant daughter's birth certificate. As I was preparing to set the letter down, I paused and reread the last sentence. Sophia does not speak English. I looked up from the letter and I asked, you don't speak English? She said, no, Espanol. I replied, okay, hola. And she smiled at me. A look of relief crossed her face. Little did she know, though, hola was the extent of my ability to speak Spanish. I stood for a moment considering my options, desperately trying to recall my high school Spanish class. I then said, je m'appelle John. <laughs> Instantly realizing I'm now speaking French to a Spanish-speaking person. She looked confused. I began to sweat. We stood awkwardly for a few moments, and then I thought of my phone. Thank God for Google and its translating ability. After a bit of fumbling on my part, Sophia and I found our rhythm. I typed my questions, she typed her answers and I was able to complete the birth certificate voucher for her, daughter, for her daughter. After she left, I stood in the church, considering the thousands of people I've encountered through the ID and birth certificate ministry, their unique needs and circumstances. I believed I had encountered it all. And yet I realized Sophia was the first person I wasn't able to easily communicate with during the ministry. I wondered what it must be like for her to move through, to live in a world which may not understand her, which may not take the time to try to understand her, and how alone she must feel. In that moment, I saw an aspect of poverty to which I had been blind. Understand poverty is not always about material goods or food or shelter or even money. Poverty arrives in a myriad of ways when enough of something isn't present to satisfy a basic human need. There's the poverty of not being known, not being accepted, not being understood, not being loved. There's the poverty of loneliness, the poverty of emotional support, the poverty of touch, and so on. And I think it's safe to say most of us, perhaps all of us, from time to time wear some type of blinders that keep us from seeing the world around us. We may not want to admit it. We may prefer to think we have our eyes wide open, that we have a realistic appraisal of life, and we are not blind to any aspect of truth. But in truth, we all wear some kind of blinders.
It is an unavoidable aspect of being human. We interpret the world around us through the lens of our own experiences. Factors of race, gender, class, education, and even location profoundly affect the way we understand the world, determining what we see and what we don't see. The problem with our blinders, as I see it, is they keep us comfortable and they assist us in ignoring that which is uncomfortable and even unjust about the world around us. They also insulate us from personal change. One does not grow if one is ignorant of the trials and the sufferings of others, which I think has to do with our gospel lesson today. Today's text is harsh and provocative. It forces us outside of our comfort zone. Where's meek and mild Jesus? Have you seen the Prince of Peace lately? And it invites us, perhaps compels us, to take off our blinders and get uncomfortable in our life and, most importantly, in our faith. When Jesus asked his followers, Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. We need to understand this moment as descriptive, not prescriptive. Jesus has no desire or purpose to set father against son or mother against daughter, nor do I believe he's advocating for conflict. However, if our personal relationships, if the hierarchies that define our lives blind us to injustice and keep us insulated in a comfortable shell from the needs of this world, from offering peace to this world, then those relationships, those dynamics, must be deconstructed, dissolved, divided out of our lives. Honestly, this should come as no surprise to anyone who has paid attention to Jesus' life. When you consider his ministry, in the lives of his disciples, he never left anyone the same. Everyone he encountered felt compelled to change, either through invitation or driven to the point of personal crisis. But everyone changed. Everyone left something behind. Everyone experienced discomfort and recalibration. Maintaining the status quo, be it personal or societal, was not his way. And it's not meant to be our way. Our faith should always disturb us. Our faith should always challenge us and unmake us.
compelling us always to strive to live beyond that which is comfortable. I cannot tell you in words how embarrassed I was on Wednesday morning. I was so blind and so ignorant to the struggles of Sophia's life. And I was unmade. Jesus offers peace. He does. It is the best peace. However, the peace he offers, the peace we are to offer others, is costly. It will cost us our comfort. It will cost us our denial. It will cost us our blinders. It may cost us, perhaps, some of our relationships. It will require us to look without flinching at life around us in real time, here and now, and see the injustice and the pain of this world. For only then can we evaluate how to enter into those places of pain and respond with loving kindness. Of course, each one of us will have to do the hard work of discerning where our heart is truly invested. Is it invested in our comfort or is it invested in our faith? If it's comfort, all I can say to you is your faith is not well. May the peace of Christ be with you. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a great day, and I will see you soon. Bye.